TYH Nation presents Emuna at Work with Label Schwartz, Episode 4 with Aaron Gordon. How are you? What's your name? Aaron Gordon. First of all, thank you for having us. The whole goal of this project is not to come up with answers about Emuna. I believe it's to start the conversation. What are we here for? What are we doing? You and I are not going to come up with the end all be all. But what we are going to do is we're going to create a conversation. We're going to show it to the world and people are going to start talking. And it's already happened because you know what? You saw it and it started a conversation. The conversation about Amuna, the conversation about Hashem, the conversation now in a world that's becoming increasingly more and more void of it. It's so hard to get our kids to, to feel it, that you plant the seed, you start the conversation and hope that they finish it later. What do you do professionally? I'm an insurance broker. We do very little life insurance or health insurance. We do mostly property insurance, liability insurance. Insurance must be an interesting place to experience Amuna. It's a very interesting one. So I was thinking about this when we were preparing, you know, I'm in a business where anyone at any time can take their business away from me. One letter and a 50-year-old client disappears and the revenue that goes to that. The other side of that coin is I can meet someone and they could sign a letter. Forgetting about changing, finding better insurance, helping them. They could sign a letter. It could be a billion dollars tomorrow. Literally. Everybody's insurance renews every year. And every year everybody has a choice. What do you think it's difficult? David says, what do you worry about? To me, Emuna is that you don't know how it's going to come. It's going to come if you do your hirstalus, which is a whole different, you know, but it's going to come. Maybe Bidar Chateva, maybe not Bidar Chateva. Not really that, but that's maybe how Hashem can send that message. I'm going to take care of you. Don't keep cheshbanis. Easy to say, by the way. I'm not, I'm not saying so it's... I'm, so this part is where I'm going crazy because I work with um, David Wanun, who's my business strategist, and he forced me to um, start learning Shabbat So what's all the, the... What's the start? That's the background on my phone. Ach. Mahus habitachon hi menuchas nefesh habitach. Almost impossible. Right? If you realize that bitachon is your own menuchas nefesh, that's why we strive for it, right? Impossible. And the crazy part is when you really get to that space, when you're in flow mode, when you're really in that, you just in this, everything falls into place. You know what I'm talking about? You know, our business, our largest client, over time, just because of the way the industry went, disappeared. When I started, it was upwards of 40% of our revenue. And I want to talk about Siata Dishmaya. When I started, I wanted to find my own niche, and it wasn't that. It just wasn't. My father had his path, and obviously I learned what he did. And, I was, and one day, my father, we were looking at the year-end numbers, and he said to me, you decided to not do what I specialized in. That industry, for whatever reason, went away. I hit it on the upswing. How'd you know? I said, I'm not going to lie. I just wasn't interested in it. I'm just gonna be honest. Wait, wait, that, that, that wasn't, wasn't for me. me. Wasn't. That was not for me. And I could have been e- equally. I could have been wrong. That industry could have taken off, but it still I, would not have been for you. 
hundred percent. But that's the saying. crazy part. You know what's wacky? The Gemara says clear. There's three things that a person likes, even though it's not sensible: their wife, their birthplace, and their occupation. Why does a plumber? You know, you you meet a guy that's, that's a plumber. He loves what he's up to. Podiatrist, whatever's going on, they love what's flying. They're and like, you're thinking podiatrist. You're like, are you serious? You're doing this thing, and they love it. You know what I mean? And that's where the Abelismet Matzlich. You know why? Because that's where they're supposed to be. Anyone who looks at it just for one second will see it. And by the way, it's very easy. We're having a conversation about it. It's very easy to see. So I go crazy, by the way. So this is where I want to, this is where I want to push back very soon. It's very easy to sit. Anyone who's sitting across from me is someone who obviously has built something that's out of this world, who is, you know, so what people don't understand is, and I want to push on you for a second, is like, what happens when that doesn't work out so well? We can have the conversation that it did. But you and I have also hit very, very, very strong brick walls. I mean, I have. I personally do too. Yours might have been glass. Exactly. Brick, you know what I mean? right. <laughs> but one, uh, before I go there, you have something very interesting that I, that I want to touch on. You saw your father in the industry growing up. And my mother. And, and your mother. They were... Dinner table conversation. They worked together. Really? Very difficult, by the way. How did your parents... In this industry, which is very faith-based, you have to be sort of faith-based. How did they instill that sense to you? What was that their message to you? It's going to sound corny. That's okay. Anyone who's met my father in business knows that this is what he says. My father says you do well by doing good. And by the way, it's very easy for me to say. You know, I came into a business that I bar Hashem, I've never had to worry about making payroll. I've thought about how it's going to build. I never turned around and said, how are we going to, this month, how are we going to pay the rent this which month? Which is, I'm very lucky. Which is our greatest fear. 100%. But I've never, I've personally never, Baruch Hashem. So that means that when my father says, do well by doing good, he can tell me, this client is not for us. And I'm saying, what are you talking about? You know how many dollars are going? And he says, no. Is that? And I'm like, are you crazy? You're not going to do this. You're not going to do that. My father could have traveled more. And when he, early on in his career, you know, I was born, my father was almost 50. So early on in my parents, in my father's career, he traveled a lot more. But he, he came to the realization through a lot of personal things that he wasn't going to travel as much. And the way that guy who I described before made it was out there traveling, working to it. My father said, this is the life that I want. And I always, you know, it, obviously hindsight is very easy to look at. But at the same time, you see someone who did it. How do you balance it? I don't know. How do you balance I, it? It's a, very, all, it's a very tough balance. Baruch Hashem, I'm very lucky that we got to the Tkufa when we weren't together in this office. But my father's across the wall and my mother is a phone call away. I wish she would come back and, you know, I, and it's, people say it must be hard. My office is literally between. My father's <laughs> office on the left, my mother's office on the right. right so there, there were, listen, family business, especially working with both your parents, especially being the kid. By the way, I tell people, especially. Oh, can you the, imagine? Like, you have an opinion? Like, you know, yeah. like, you have an opinion? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> but when you're with people, when I came in, my parents were doing, each one of them were doing this for over 40 years. So someone who can actually say That's to you. That's the point. Someone who can actually say to you, I know I've been there. By the way, it's going to be rough. You know, there was a day when my father had to fire three quarters of his staff because they lost a big account. Now, 
Baruch Hashem, I've never been there. But when you know that as a fact, and the person says to you, I know this, I know what you're feeling. By the way, it should feel, it should keep you up tonight. Tonight, You should, it should keep you up tonight. There's no, no person. You won't be human if it did. You shouldn't have somebody say, the other guy did this better than you. And this is, and you should have, meaning something that you could have done. Anything and you didn't feel like it. But then the next time, that's, but to have people who say to me, we've been there, we've lost the big one, and a big one's gonna come. And then it comes and you're like, how do they know? And my father says, I didn't know. I only knew because. I, I not only, because first of all, track record. Second of all, God told us. So what David wanted to told me from Shabbatachan, that it's actually Hashem's responsibility if he brought us to this world to be mazen as I call it. Meaning he, if he brought you into this world, he is going to take care of you. Now, obviously, there's times, but that thing hit really hard. Just like my kids, when I brought them in this world, I'm making commitment, I'm taking care of you. Hashem brought you in this world, he's going to take care of you. That means it's got to be all right. How do you deal with when it's hard? I guess be tough. When it's really hard. Forgetting the hashkafic part of it. I believe that there's a place for this business. I believe that this business is... Like you said, the plumber, there's a, there's, there's, this business is an important business in the whole financial structure of the world. And so I, I just believe the same way that one disappears, one will come. And my wife says it to me all the time when really? I have those difficult days. Yeah. You realize, because she knows this business, she always says to me sometimes, you know, it's crazy that literally your, your largest client can disappear tomorrow. And you know what? The biggest account we ever got my father and I, I this, I'm not just telling you this, we had the conversation, were convinced there was no chance that they were gonna say yes to this. There were a billion reasons. They had a 40 year relationship. Yes, we had a better product, but a 40 year relationship is the same way that I want people to stay by me. Stay by. But there was just, there was a, there was a connection there. And, you know, we started this thing in our shul. We have the lockers for the phones. I will say the biggest challenge, I, usually night say is not a thing. I was waiting on these people. My Rebbe says that if you do things for the right reasons, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives you siyat The way you know if you did something, the shame Shemayim, is he gives you siyat So I remember, I was standing outside with him and I said, Rebbe, I know we have this phone, but I'm mamish. So he looked me right in the face and he says, if your phone is in your pocket, is it going to change their decision? You may hear of their decision 20 minutes earlier, but if you tell me that for some reason it's gonna send a, you know, a laser beam zap. <laughs> and I went to Mishma, I'll be honest, I didn't learn very well that night. I'll be honest, I was. Okay. And then at 10.30 at night, they said yes. I think another one of the gifts that the Rebbe Shalom gives us is when you look back at it, you can say, this is why I got it, so that the next time you have the chizuk to say, I can again, you know That's what I'm saying? The piece. That's the In piece. the moment, you don't think it's gonna happen. Then you can say, Taka, you know why I got that account? Because I did this and that. And Taka, you know why I lost the account? Because I did this and that. So he, Kajabar, who gives you the hindsight to be able to say, this is how I can replicate it, which then when you need the chizuk the next time, it's you can look back at that note. There. I'll tell you, Vark, can I tell yeah, you, Vark? Please. I think the Kutzgareb says, that what's the biggest color? What's the color of the Nachash? The call of the Nachash is that the Yibam Shalom says, the Torah says, 
that he's going to be on the ground. First, Torah says that he's going to be on the dirt, and then he's going to eat the dirt his whole life. So the Katsuka Rebbe says, right, Kedar Kabakoidesh. It's not a call, it's a bracha. Everything's right there. But everything's right there. So he says, that's the biggest call because you can never ask the Rebbe Shal. So that I heard Bishay in the Katsuka. But I had a thought, and it's, if somebody else says it, I would love to see it. But you know, you said, the Shari Tachan says, Akadosh Baruch Hu takes care of us. So what's the call of Adam? You have to work by the Surah Yabriah. Yeah, it's a klala, but it's also haftacha. In my mind, maybe I'm wrong, but you say, how do you get through, how do you get through the tough times? You say, I feel a bezeh Abishter, I have to be b'teichalecha. My family can't chaz starve. I'm doing bezeh I'm, I'm doing, I'm working. Handbook. You gave me a handbook and I'm following it. Therefore, it's haftacha. It's not a klala. What does that mean? Every color from the Rebbe Shalom is a haftacha, is a bracha. And you need to sweat on the brow. Oh, for sure. Look, I, I'm saying that's the way. And by the way, back to how we started. The people who you think have it the easiest, they're sweating too. They're sweating about whatever it is that they're sweating about. Everybody sweats. Everybody. And it's easy to we're having the conversation. But you see it. You see the people you think, right? Everybody you think has it perfect has a tzara that, and by the way, the more public they are, I believe that part of the whole ikvisa the Mashiach, and I don't know, it's just a feeling that I have, maybe it's my own legitimizing the world that we live in is, the public figures, you also know about their tzaras. I'm not talking about in the Gaisha, I'm talking no, about the people we hold that. You hear Nebuch, this person has this going on with a child, Nebuch, this happened to this person in business, why? Because you see that everybody's sweating. Scale, but everybody's sweating. I was born with one ear. My mother always told me she's a nurse for 50 years. Everyone's got something. Some things you can see, some things you can't see. But everyone has got something. Let me ask you, isn't it? You ask, how do you get through the hard times? Isn't it great when you feel like this, when you feel at the moment that you know that this is your thing, that this is your test? Then you can really speak to the Rebbe Shalom and say, I'm not, I have a Muna, I'm not sure if this is a test, but I'm going to do it. I know you're testing me. I think I'm going to do what I think is right. And I know you're going to take care of me. But it, how many people don't know it's their thing until after? Isn't that a gift? That's such a problem. And it's funny, my Shiva says all the time, he, worked with, he works with kids, teams at risk. So he says, a lot of times he'll have a challenging case, challenging kid. He says that really, like, it's difficult. But if he knows this kid is trying to get his goat, then you can't win. Because now I know I'm in the game. If I know this is the, if I know this is the game, you can't win. If I know this is where my challenge lies, you feel very different than when you feel like you're lost. And maybe that's what the Amunah is. The Amunah is that this lifestyle that I'm living, every step of the way. Menuchas, nefesh, habaytech. Isn't that, that's what you're saying, right? Isn't that what you're saying? You're saying that if you know that you, it's menuchas, nefesh, habaytech. Now, by the way, menuchas and nefesh is one of the hardest things to come by. That moment of perfect tranquility, I haven't found it, I'll be honest. I don't know, it's hard. You know, but you've tasted parts of it. That's what I'm saying. That, but, but that's the... And that's when you know I'm here.
doesn't mean that you're not sweating. And it doesn't mean you're not challenged. It means that through the sweat and through the challenge, I'm going to believe. That's what it's about, right? There's very little that we can pass on to our children. We had grandparents that were the Tehillim Yid. Right? There's a, it's a lost art. There's a reason they went through what they went through, which Mitzvah Shem, we won't have to go through. But that's, it's in the DNA. It's harder to pass it on. We just have to show the kids what's in the DNA, but it's in the DNA. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Be sure to check out the full episode on our YouTube channel, on your favorite podcast platform, and on our website, tyhnation.com.